Today we're going to stick with the Biden-Harris Lift Every Voice plan diving into what they are saying they would do and what should be done for the black community. Today's focus is on black businesses. Tune in and share your thoughts. This is Lessons, Lessons from, from the, from the from Screen. screen. John Boyle. John Boyle. Welcome back to another episode of Lessons from the Screen, the show where we give you a review of whether or not any information you get from any screen of any kind is worth your time. We waste our time, our energy, and our brain power so that you don't have to. You are always welcome. And Lessons from the Screen is always sponsored by Pax Inc., a black activist advocacy and think tank organization with the purpose of increasing the quality of life of black America through education, culture shift, and economics. You can check them out at www.pactsinc.org. That's paxinc.org. Definitely check out the Learning Center, read a book, and volunteer, become a member, do whatever you have to do to help them. Donations, tell a friend to tell a friend because they are doing what they can to help the community. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So this next section of the plan, and we're, we're still in the economic section, the first section. Last show, we covered introductions to the plan and the uh, introduction of the first section focused on black economics. Now we're going to continue on with that. And this section starts with a statement saying that it's going to increase opportunities for african-american owned businesses to obtain and participate in federal contracts now the very first thing mentioned in this part of the discussion is the over a hundred billion dollars in contracts awarded to minority-owned small businesses during the first few years of the first obama administration while the country was dealing with the great recession but as we talked about a lot last show, and we're going to be talking about a lot throughout this entire series, minority owned businesses is an umbrella term that includes everyone that isn't a white male. So the 120 billion that is being referred to here is meaningless in terms of its impact on the black community without specific numbers broken out of it. The report mentions that between 2013 and 2016 going back to the lift every voice plan obama and biden increased the federal prime contract dollars going to small disadvantaged businesses by nearly 30 percent from 30 billion to 39 billion and they link to a source that indicates that this did indeed happen but two things should be pointed out the first point previously mentioned is this doesn't really mean anything because we don't know how many of those businesses were black owned but the next point is that the report also reports that it gave 15 billion to women in 2013 and that number rose to 20 billion in 2016 which is also roughly a 30 percent increase which is interesting because women are also included in the small disadvantaged business list so is this breakout is this a, a breakout from the other column and if so what percentage of the women that are showed are being shown twice in the same report if it's not a breakout then why wasn't the fact that it's not a breakout mentioned in the report in the methodology but if we're talking about reports we also have to be fair here 
and say that the report that was linked in this the website that he showed his illustration for was not a report that actually had the indication the information showed on the web page it was a small business association a government website so there's some credibility in that however much credibility you want to put into that that is on you but it was there so there's a lot there those are two interesting points with that and both of them point to the fact that these numbers are meaningless now i won't get into the ridiculously high threshold for finances to be considered disadvantaged but suffice it to say that if you come from a family that made six figures you still qualify and even if you personally made six figures you still qualify the interagency task force on federal contracting opportunities for small businesses which includes which included a focus on contracting opportunities for minority-owned businesses is mentioned, but no results from it are mentioned. And the Federal Procurement Center, FPC, is also mentioned as a first-of-its-kind program to help minority-owned firms apply for and win federal contracts. But in order to qualify for access to the FPC, your business has to do over a million dollars in revenue. Yeah, that's not very helpful for the vast majority of black businesses. So the report goes on to talk about increasing the funding for the Minority Business Development Agency and the Minority Business Development Agency or the MBDA is responsible for offering services to businesses owned and operated and this list comes straight from their website by African Americans, Asian Americans, Hasidic Jews, Hispanic Americans, Native Americans, and Pacific Islanders. And this just further showcases the point that I've been making continuously. That list of served agencies is not only black people. I don't know, and I'm doing this not because I am picking on anybody or anything like that, or I'm nitpicking, I'm doing this because we have to be real about the situation. Somebody can't market a plan for the black community and not have things in it that specifically address the black community. And thus far, most of the things that we've seen have been minority based programs, not black specific based programs. And because the term minority has become so broad in America, it's simply not good enough anymore. It's not enough. So, and I'm not getting into the debates about whether or not it ever has been. The fact of the matter is, right now, it's not good enough. So, this is also the agency that oversees and operates the FPC that I just finished talking about. And although they do offer more programs than the FPC, this item is primarily here because it highlights one of the biggest problems with the Trump administration beyond the rhetoric that encourages violence against black people and several other very negative things that Trump is doing. Trump has been trying to defund this program, this agency, along with many other organizations and programs that do provide access to resources for black people, regardless of how inequitable or uh, in accessible <laughs> they may be. In this case, the Biden plan showcases that Trump has pushed for a 75% cut in the funding for the MBDA using Trump's 2020 budget proposal as proof of action. 
And it is a powerful point in that it illustrates some of the very real damage that the Trump administration has done, is doing, and is trying to continue doing to the black community. But it doesn't really say anything positive about Joe Biden in a way that is specific to the black community without knowing the true impact of the program. We know it does something, but we don't know what the impact of that something is on the black community in particular. So we move on to the section that is intended to protect small and disadvantaged businesses from federal and state contract bundling, which often locks out African-American owned smaller firms from effectively bidding on procurement contracts. And bundling refers to consolidation of two or more requirements for goods or services previously provided or performed under separate smaller contracts into a solicitation for a single large contract that is likely to be to be unsuitable for award to smaller businesses because of the size and scope of those contracts. So it's basically when they take a bunch of little contracts and make a big contract that's too big for any of the smaller companies that would usually be able to bid and fulfill those smaller contracts to be able to compete. Now, while this can be cool for cost savings in terms for the person offering the contract, it also reduces the chances for small businesses to get a contract. And bundling is definitely an issue in terms of black people getting government contracts, but none of the things put in place or aimed specifically at the black community are really even aimed at doing anything to, to punish people for bundling. Not that we can see. I'm sure there's legislation in there somewhere, but in the specific documents that he referenced, the protections mostly amounted to notifications of bundling happening and giving reasons as to why bundles were made. All of those things are woefully inadequate in terms of creating a punitive system that is going to strongly discourage unfavorable behavior. We'll say it like that. We'll say it like that. Unfavorable behavior. So following that up, the plan says it's going to make sure economic relief because of COVID-19 reaches the African-American businesses that need it most. And the plan cites a source that says that the Triple P program did not reach the black community and speaks of the shortcomings and failures of the plan to account for black people. It also speaks to the fact that the financial institutions best positioned to help black businesses don't have the systems to quickly deploy the funding. It also speaks to the $60 billion for community banks and other community-based financial institutions that Joe Biden has been pushing for and said that the second phase of COVID was better, but not enough. The plan then digs deeper into what Biden would do to improve things. And that starts with providing African-American entrepreneurs and other small business owners technical assistance to help them apply for funding and to have access to legal and accounting support to ensure documentation is in order. Now, the plan calls for the Trump administration and Congress to provide more funding for community development, financial institutions and community focused lenders to ensure all African-American entrepreneurs have access to the technical and support assistance that they need. It also says that they will reserve half of all new PPP funds for small businesses with 50 employees or less. So bigger, more connected 
companies aren't able to win in the first come first serve race. Their hope is that this will help target more funding to minority owned businesses because 98% of all minority owned businesses have fewer than 50 employees, but they all admit that this will help all small businesses, not just black businesses. And so when they do stuff like that, it gives me a little bit more confidence not confidence, but it, it makes me feel better whenever politicians are being honest. And this is a case of politicians being honest. This, these things, and I got a couple more. We're not done. We got one more. But I wanted to stop here because they did take the opportunity to be honest. These things will not help black businesses. They will help minority businesses. And that's more the rising tide lifts all boat logic which we know with regards to the black community doesn't work because there's a fucking hole in our boat and a rising tide in fact drowns us and that's what happens that's essentially what gentrification is the rising tide is kicking people out of the community uh, destroying families destroying neighborhoods destroying connectivity that's what the rising tide does so there's a hole in our boat and not only is there a hole in our boat we're also anchored to the fucking ocean floor so a rising tide is a death sentence for us right now and again i point you to in the direction of gentrification that being said it's easy to call for these things and um this plan is overly emphasizing minority changes in a plan that's supposed to be black specific but there is no but I will say though, and I said it last show, and I'm probably gonna say it every show, this thing is still miles ahead of what Trump presented. Miles and miles and miles and miles and miles ahead of what Trump presented. Point blank period. Is it specific to the black community? No. Is it better than what the alternative is? Yes. Yes, it is. And the last point he made in support of, of his claim for making sure economic relief caused by COVID-19 reaches the African-American business is that he says he will produce a weekly dashboard to show which small businesses are accessing loans. And they said that, th that this dashboard <laughs> will keep the program honest and that the data display should be broken out by gender and race. And this is actually a decent point. I like data and as you've heard throughout this show most of the problem i've had with a lot of these points is the fact that the data is not broken out by gender and race race in particular uh, but if you're going to break it out by race it's also nice to break it out by gender so that we can see if there's any gender bias or if there's anything going on there but again most of the problems i have with all of these minority initiatives is well outside of them being marketed as a black plan for black people while focused on minority groups as a whole which is not the same thing but it's the fact that even in focusing in minorities as a whole we don't know the impact of these programs on the black community because the data that that that, that could show us what that impact is isn't available and trump or i'm sorry biden is not showcasing that information either so i don't know if it's real or if it's not or whatever the case might be but it's not in his plan that being said, though, I will say again, I actually like this point, not for the fact that it'll change anything. I don't feel like presenting information that keeps people honest anymore, 
but for the fact that it allows us to really be able to see what's going on and it allows us to make plans and, and to do things that we need to do in order to make sure that we're getting access to the things that we need to get access to. So this is actually one point that I like and I would approve of. And the last point for the day covers supporting African-American churches during the COVID-19 crisis. Now, the plan points to the fact that churches have been hit hard by COVID and lost out on their biggest holiday season with everyone sheltering in place during Easter. Easter is the holiday season that takes many black churches in particular from red to black, small churches. Joe Biden is calling on Trump and Congress to take things further than they did by including nonprofits in the PPP program and the EIDL program as funds for both of those programs didn't reach black institutions to include churches. He is advocating for a $60 billion set aside for small lenders and community-based financial institutions and is advocating half of new PPP funds be set aside for small businesses with less than 50 employees to include black churches and his dashboard of access funds as previously discussed this is this would be interesting if measures were put in place to ensure that the money got down to the small black businesses but it's, it's interesting him choosing to work the church angel angle is not interesting that he's choosing to i think it for me it's interesting how he's choosing to work the black church angle we know that most black people in america are extremely religious and working that angle is a very very good and safe angle for politicians to work uh but you know grand scheme of things i don't think much is going to happen or much will be different with that thing enacted what i did like about that particular section though was that he mentioned black black people and african-americans specifically in this section more than he did in any other section which lets you know which is why again i say this is clearly a very safe political angle to take talking about black people in churches and he is taking it and trying to play that angle another thing i would say is there are no more triple p funds coming out but this uh this plan was released i believe it was released in april um but this plan was released during the time where they were discussing more funds coming out and additional things of that nature so uh, we can definitely say that you know by releasing this plan joe by at the time that he did he can say that he was putting some pressure on trump and congress to do certain things um obviously they didn't listen obviously they didn't care but that's neither here nor there those are my thoughts that's what i think so let me know what you think let me know how you're feeling about this whole thing uh, let me know if you think it's, it's, it's good you think it's bad you think it's not enough just this particular section on black businesses black small businesses and black churches i personally think that there are some decent things in here the one particular thing that i mentioned but i think the vast majority of these things aren't going to have a significant impact on the black community at all and because they're focused on minority programs and that is going to get sucked up by all of the other minority groups to include white women so with that being said i'll catch you next week on the next episode no i'll catch you saturday tomorrow thursday the debate day i will be going live on the debate so maybe i'll catch you there who knows this is lessons, lessons, lessons from, from the, from the, from the screen, screen. screen.
John Boy. John Boy. So once again, I want to thank you guys for listening and supporting. Remember to share the shows with your friends, with your families, have conversations and have conversations with me as well. Give me feedback on what you think about the shows. Definitely the place that you can find all of the shows is going to be the Freedom Train website, www.freedomtrainradio.com. Look for the lesson from the screen tab. Be sure to support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash LFTS. And you can find some of the videos that we're going to be dropping on YouTube, on the Freedom Train Network's YouTube channel. You can also support us by going and purchasing the book, The Chasm by Patrick Irvin. You can find it on Amazon or you can find it on the my personal website, www.patrickbirvin, that's P-A-T-R-I-C-K-B-I-R-V-I-N-E. Dot com you'll find the chasm there um, definitely support us you can reach me always through internet or through email patrick at freedomtrainnetwork.com and be sure last but not least be sure to go to the google play store if you have an android device and get that freedom train network app and that'll give you access to all of the shows up to date you don't have to search you don't have to you get automatically notified and that is the best way to support us and stay in touch with us definitely check the website if you are interested in becoming a podcaster if you are a black podcaster that already has a show or is interested in joining the network we'll take you even if you don't want to join the network you can definitely go to the website and submit and we are anxious and looking forward to and excited to work with you Catch you guys on the next show.